What's up, people? Welcome to another episode of The Essential 11, brought to you by Acton Academy and Acton Academy Plaster. Today's guest is a uh, mixed martial arts legend. This is Mr. Tito Ortiz, a UFC Hall of Famer, but uh, more recently, very, very outspoken advocate uh, for Donald Trump, and, and he's actually running for city council in his hometown of Huntington Beach. So it was cool getting to dive in and kind of hear uh, the genesis of, of all of that stuff. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Uh, it's hard not to uh, watch and listen when it's Tito Ortiz. So check this out, Mr. Tito Ortiz. And we're officially live with Mr. Tito Ortiz, a living legend. How are you, sir? Doing good, man. Just uh, been on this uh, race right now for a city council member of Huntington Beach, and it's been a lot of work. It feels like I'm back in college again. So I have uh, no doubt, man. Excited. No <laughs> doubt. Dude, I was so, I, I honestly, man, so fired up to, because uh, I've always followed, you know, i followed your journey for, for years and years, man, and super fired up to see you, to see you taking this step, man. Um, and I think you're a great dude for it. And I got to tell you, so there's zero way you would remember this. So I've actually, you and I have met twice prior to this. So, um, uh, Liddell horn two, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah, dude. So MGM. Yeah, so I was out Jersey, there. Right? Uh, that one MGM, I think. Was it MGM? Well, oh, so it was so definitely Vegas. I may have the fight yeah. wrong, but no, you're correct. No, you're correct. Okay. Yeah, Cause uh, that was the second time Chuck bottom Chuck beat him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was there, man. And I was just coming off my first, I'd had my first amateur fight at that point in the cage, and I was training with uh, with Frank Shamrock out of out of San Jose, right? And All so right. I, I went and did an event um, in Northern California, and so a bunch of my buddies that were training at the time, we went there to the fights, and we caught you in MGM Grand, and um, dude, I mean, just I told everybody then, I'll tell everybody now, nicest dude on the planet, man, class act, like class <laughs> I'm, act. I'm a real, real guy, man. I'm, you you know, are, I don't see dude. myself as a celebrity. I just see myself as a hard worker, a yep. true patriot, and just uh, working hard for. The, my family, man. I want to give my kids everything I never had as a kid growing up. So that's exactly right, man. No, so cool. And then again, we were on an airplane together too, and we got off in Phoenix. Where I think we were coming from like New York or something. And I just walked up, and I didn't want to take your time. I just wanted to say hi, man. And again, you're just always a class act, man. And so, um, super, super appreciative. If you don't mind, man. If anybody for some reason doesn't know who you are, like I loved. I watched the Americana video right on on Prager and right. hearing your story, man. In the background too, like. Would you mind just sharing a little bit of that before we talk about kind of the campaign and, and how we can support? Would you mind kind of giving people some of the background? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I was born here in Huntington Beach. Uh, grew up here to about seven, seven and a half. And then my, my father um, had his appendix taken out. And we got his appendix taken out. They put him on morphine in the hospital. When he got out of the hospital, then he still had pain. And uh, he was trying to figure out what he can do for uh, for the pain. And his brother ended up turning him on to heroin. Um that ended up my mother, mother using it with my father, and then my our life just pretty much spiraled down to mm-hmm. almost nothing. You know, um, we would move from motel to motel, uh, trailer, um, people's garages, and then ended up at my grandma's house. And my mother uh, wanted something better for me, and she left my father after 14 years. And it was I could I couldn't oh, I can imagine now because I had to go through the same situation with my ex because I have full custody of my twins now, right. but. Uh, the things that she went through to give me a better life. And I'm very thankful for that, you know, and I, I, I was always a pro wrestling uh, fan. I watched Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Tito Santana. And, you know, um, as I grow, grew up and 
when I got into high school, I walked in the wrestling room asking, where's the ring at? And they started laughing. That's ring. Awesome. I was totally different wrestling. <laughs> I said, but can I slam them on their head? Yeah, you actually get points when you do that. So I was like, you know what? I'm in. Well, so I started varsity my first year, uh, four-time four letterman. Uh, and then at 18, I thought I'd be a big man on campus and go out on my own and take care of myself. And uh, I worked for Ally Moving Service at the time, uh, doing 16-hour shifts. And everybody were doing circles around me because they're just so high energy and i was wondering why one of my friends was like here try some of this and it was methamphetamine there mm-hmm. i got hooked to it for about a year coach uh that used to be a referee for the um high school district he's like tito man you see me at some nightclub he's like you doing all right i'm like yeah, i'm just trying to make ends meet and you know i'm just you don't look so good and now you're realizing what i was turning into and um because ever thought about coming back and wrestling i go yeah i would love to but uh I have no one taking care of me. I take care of myself. I work all day. He's like, you're Mexican, right? I go, well, yeah, I'm half Mexican. He's like, we could possibly get you financial aid. He goes, you probably have to pay it back, but we can get you financial aid. And I was like, I thought my mind is like, well, man, I, I really want to, I want to go back and I want to try to wrestle probably. Mm-hmm. And that's all I thought at the time was just wrestling. Um, stayed up all that Saturday nights, uh, Sunday afternoon rolled around. It was up the whole time. Uh, of course, my stupid knucklehead buddies and, I uh, went home. I had to go to bed because I had to go to work in the morning. And I looked in the mirror, and I was uh, my height now, 6'3", and I, but I was uh, 185 pounds. Man. Um, I'm 240 right now, yeah. so I had big black circles under my eyes, pimples all over my face, and just sucked up. And it scared me because when I looked in the mirror, I was turning into my father. And I had to make sure that uh, I didn't let this happen. Mm-hmm. And I called my work that Monday morning, and I said, I'm not going to be able to come in today. And they said, you know, if you don't come in, you're fired. I said, well, you know what? I... I guess I quit and I walked into the coach's office. He had a big smile on his face. He goes, <laughs> can't believe you're here. I'm like, coach, I don't want to turn into my dad. I want to make a difference. And because he made the first step. I love it. And I, I won the state title that year. Um, this UFC thing came about uh, Tank Abbott who fought in it. I was his training partner, wrestling partner. Yeah. And they made a weight class 199 pounds. I thought I'd give it a try. Um, I gave it a try my first time. I fought UFC 13, May 30th, 1997. And I fought for free as an amateur so i would not lose my scholarship for uh, college wrestling and uh, i stopped my first guy in 22 seconds and then i was into myself in the finals against guy metzger who's been doing the sport for over gosh yeah. 10 years at that time yep. so i was just a young pup and um i was beating them and then they separated for blood for bleeding which back then they never did that right they just did it because they didn't like me and tank but yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a other story um i uh ended up uh losing to him from a submission and I came back, and the same nightclub I used to wait in line to get in, I no longer had to wait in line. Yeah. And the guy's like, it's T. Ortiz down there. Come down here who you're with. And I know it's just overnight startism, and I just uh, – I love the attention, man. It was a kid that never had attention uh, growing up, and all of a sudden I was getting all the attention I was always dying for. And yeah. I, I went back to school, got my A degree, and then I transferred to Cal State Bakersfield uh, for, to get my bachelor's. I mean, the coach didn't see eye to eye, so I ended up leaving. I ended up coming back and doing uh, fighting full-time. And within a year, I became the world champion. Yes, you and did. I, um, it just, uh, it's been a long journey, man. It's been a long up and downs. I mean, I've seen the highest peaks in the world to the lowest valleys of the world. But, uh, you know, I'm still standing here. It makes me the man I am today. I'm very, very fortunate to be sitting in front of you right now. No you know, doubt, I have three man. choices in life. Dead in prison or in right now, but I refuse to be a victim. Oh. You know, I refuse to say I can't do it. I refuse uh, to, to fall into other people's uh, narratives or other people's agendas and I've really stuck as a, you know, as a hardworking American chasing this American dream, showing my children the same values, and it's important. That's it. And, uh, you know, I 
Uh, I'm lucky, man. I don't know what. I'm not saying I'm lucky because luck is the only opportunity that's put in front of you and how you take advantage of it. That's I think right. I'm just a hardworking man that yeah. I, I have respect and values that I carry really strong to my heart. That's it. God, dude. And that's, and, and that's why you're, you know, why you are so well respected, man. You're, you know, and you even, even that, I mean, talk about being world champ, dude, it's downplaying. You're, you're a UFC hall of famer. I believe you're like the yeah. ninth person yeah. inducted or something like that. I mean, right. you're right. So you are, I mean, you are a legend. You've been best of the best for forever, for years. I mean, there's nobody that doesn't follow the sport that doesn't know who you are and have mad respect for you because of that. But again, it's not that chip on the shoulder, man, that you took in and that, that created, your desire to take advantage of those situations, dude, that's what's propelling you in this too. You are a, not just a, you're a good man who's also good at being a man. And that's a big freaking yeah. deal. You know? And you know, don't get me wrong, man. I've made my mistakes. For sure. You know, I've had my faults um, where I've learned from them. And, you know, I look back on my life and I never made a mistake twice. Yeah. I just always made sure I learned from those mistakes yep. and learned from other people's mistakes. So I don't make those type of mistakes. And, but once again, I'm human, and I yeah. I make mistakes. But as long as I'm learning from it, because yeah. once you make a mistake twice, it becomes a decision, and I refuse to. That's you know, it. I man. refuse to be a victim. I refuse completely. That's it, man. I love that. Um, super quick side note, just as kind of funny story. I went up to that first, had that first amateur fight that I had, and it was actually an event Ken was putting on in uh, Susanville, California, right up at the Indian Casino up there. And um, so he had Buffer was was announcing us, right? And he had uh, Randy was up there. A, a whole bunch of these guys that you fought, right? So Randy was there. You know, Frank was there. Guy uh, was there. Vernon was Vernon was fighting on the card. Uh, Kit, Cope was fighting on the card. Um, so we just had it. It was just a cool group, man. It was this cool group. But me as my this young pup, dude, this first fight. And I'm just sitting, you know, I got all these legends there. Dude, it was super cool. Boss was there. Um, so, dude, it was rad. And so I remember we had, after the fight, we were going back to Ken's house because there was going to be a, a tryout for IFL was going on at, at his house afterwards. And uh, so we went back to his house, man, and I was in a car with Guy and with Bruce and with Boss uh, driving over to Ken's, dude. And, and uh, Guy kept calling, like, was a nice dude, but he kept calling me Jack, Jag off, like with a G, um, just for no reason, just just razz me, just giving. And, but then Boss went into his story of uh, Brian Urlacher and the whole bar. Did you ever hear that story where Urlacher was kind of testing Boss? Uh, was that in Mississippi? It was, uh, it was like, you know, yeah, like a Mississippi bar or something like that. And he didn't yeah, know who yeah. boss was and boss was like talking to some girl and, and Urlacher's like, all right, dude, whoever this dude is like, let's go outside. And boss tried to calm it down, buy him a drink. <laughs> and, um, the bouncer ended up going, Hey man, I don't think you know who this dude is and, and shutting it all I'm down. Funny. But yeah, it was funny. Yeah, man, boss is a stars. monster in his time, man. His he, time yeah, no vicious. doubt. I'm glad there's eras of fighting because uh, when I first started, I mean, you understand, when I first started, I knew nothing. I knew zero. I, yeah. mean, I, I wrestled and I had a yeah. strong heart and I'm hard when my will was strong also. But, uh, you know, the technique that Boss had at that time for stand-up, he was just a Dutch monster. And yeah. I was like, man, I hope he doesn't cut down to uh, 205. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was 199. I think that's was the difference. The 199 pounds, he couldn't get down to that weight. You know, yeah. he walked around about 220, 225. So. Um, heavyweight was his, his spot and, for sure you know as i matured through the game of mixed martial arts i got bigger myself you know i went from six two to six three uh, by the time i was 25 and um it just my muscle size started growing i just started maturing a lot yeah and it was just a uh, life man life yeah, in man. general by the time now i mean i just fought last year and i felt better than i did when i first started fighting yeah it's just, my look, body is did a full circle totally it's great, great man. I, I matured really late um in my age so you know I, I think physically that's what my body uh is able to do now after all the surgeries is when yeah. I was in my twenties and thirties, man. I, you know, I kind of missed out on my thirties just because I was 
in a whirlwind of love and I was love can blind you and make you do stupid things. And, uh, I, I lived through it, yeah. but you know, I got, uh, two beautiful children out of the deal and they're full custody and, um, you know, she's no longer around, which yeah. is uh, just a toxic relationship. And I, I, I'm lucky, man. I'm very, very lucky. Um, but once again, so, uh, luck is what you give it. That's and, uh, exactly right. Just, uh, doing the right thing at the end of the day. It's important. So what prompted the, you know, talking to these guys, man, we know, you know, Joe, Joe took off, right? Like he's, I'm out of here, Californian and, and uh, Shapiro just took off, took his whole team out to Nashville. Right. And, and I'm talking to Dennis, talking to, to uh, Dave this morning and asking these dudes like what California seems like it's worth fighting for, for you. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're staying. Right. So talk, talk about that a little bit. Why, why are you kind of not on that bus of like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And what kind of prompted the move um, into politics for you? Like, what was the trigger? What was it? Was there a moment where you're like, look, this is what I got to do. What, what, what does that look like for you? Well, you know, I think in general, just these guys leaving right now, they're quitters and I refuse to quit. I refuse to leave of something I worked so hard to be, you know, yeah. um, I literally live on a, in a castle on my own Island in Huntington beach. It's yeah. like, I have, I'm living the American dream. I've worked so hard to get here that I refuse to leave. Um, and I think that's what sparked the politics side of it. Um, uh, I need to fight for the city. Yeah, you know the city is pretty much uh, dwindled down to safe our fiftieth safest city in California. We used to be number one in the country. I have no doubt. 1993, 1984, 1995 were the safest city in the country. And, and don't get it wrong, it, a lot of the crime does come from inland and comes from Huntington because this is a, a, a spot that. Um, Everybody knows a, a spot that's been a vacation spot, um, and people come down here. They drink downtown. They mess around with the wrong people. Fights start, things like that. But and then people, other people come down here, and shootings happen, stabbings happen, um, got domestic violence happens, uh, just violence in general sometimes happens. You know, there's a lot of things that do happen here that kind of goes under the radar. Yeah. But as as it used to be in '93, '94, '95, the police did their job really, really well because mm -hmm. they had a little more, you know, leniency of uh, enforcing the law yeah nowadays it's like uh they're indoctrinating these people and they're just uh making sheep out of people man these no people doubt. constantly want safe spots and um you know participation awards and it's just making our country soft and it's that victim I've never mentality. Really been into politics until donald trump stepped up you yeah know? um i think it was in 2015 right before he announced he ran or it might have been right when he announced he, he was running and then uh, TMZ came up to me and they're like, yeah, so what do you think of Trump uh, being president? I'm like, no, he's not. He's not going to. I didn't expect him to. Vote. I was like, he's not going to be a president. No yeah. way. No way. He's not going to do it. And come to realize I found the next day that he did. And I was like, man, I just pretty much put my foot in my mouth. I, I didn't expect <laughs> him to do it. Yeah. But I knew what type of man he was, man. I knew what type of uh, father he was. I knew what type of businessman he was. And I knew what type of patriot he was, you know, what he did for 9-11. He was one of the guys that step up and get his people down there to help the people. And He's always been for the people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look back of all famous rappers, uh, God, politicians, they've always wanted to be like Trump. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, Obama said that Trump is the American dream. Did he? And then it comes, comes back around in yeah. 2008 and says the American dream is no longer alive here in America. And I think that pissed Trump off because then he stepped up and said, you know what, I'm going to run for president. I'm going for it. And he did, and he won, and I backed him. That was the first... Uh, person I've ever voted for. I've never voted for anybody ever prior to that. And um, I knew what type of man he was. I had to do my homework. I had to do my research. And it took me to six months to make sure I made the right decision. Yeah. Because once my name's on it, I had to, you know, do the right thing um, for my community. But uh, for the people who look up to me, my fans look up to me and stuff, 
You know, they say don't talk about politics. Well, I'll tell you the reason why they say don't talk about politics because they don't want to educate you on those things. That's right. Because once you educate, now you got power. Once you got power, you got knowledge, and you can use your voice uh, as I do. Um, on June 6th, downtown um, Huntington Beach, uh, actually, let's take this back a week prior to that, uh, May 29th, uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, a bunch of punk kids came down there and they started started protesting, which is fine. You have your First Amendment. I believe in it. Great. Freedom of speech. Cool. I don't want nothing to do with that. I stayed home. I was with my family. Um, and then I get a direct message on my Instagram, which is uh, Tito Ortiz, 1999. Yeah. And uh, they said that we didn't do our job right the first time. We're going to come back and burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> We're going to rape the women and rape the kids. Now, you got to understand, I'm born and raised here in Huntington Beach. I took that very, 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 very personal. Yep. I called three of my fr- or 30 of my friends and four of my special force friends, and they came down, and they stood for me downtown HB. Um, two days prior to that, I spoke to uh, one of my friends who works for the Los Angeles uh, Sheriff Department, and they're going through the riots. They go, like, man, I've been going through, like, 38 days nonstop right now. And he's always pretty vicious to you, though. you got to be careful. And he came to my house, and he showed me how they would line up. Uh, he got, brought me a bulletproof vest. Um I told my friend who works for Huntington Beach Police Department, I go, I'm going to make t-shirts and they say HB Strong in them. And go, there'll be 30 guys with these shirts on. He goes, no, nobody else will have those shirts, just so you know, we're here to help protect you. I'm all, and he goes, well, we we can't stop them from walking downtown because the week prior that happened, they walked downtown, but they didn't do it. They didn't bust it down because the community came together. Well, on June 6th, uh, we came together as a community and we stood down there. And I, I told the officer, I said, well, if anybody starts thinking, can I wrap them up and have them, hand them off to you? He goes, 100%. He goes, but we cannot stop them from walking downtown. I go, but can I stop from walking downtown? He goes, we cannot stop them from walking downtown. Okay. I guy read between the I lines. Between I go, the okay, lines. cool. Yeah. And, yep. And, and the situation did come about. They tried to push, and we stopped them. And when we stopped them, uh, they, 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 they didn't walk downtown. And that day, we stood strong. You know, um, we had to board up downtown, but uh, – I stood on my feet for 10 hours to no water break, no food break. And I stood there and made sure that they didn't walk downtown and kind of empowered me a little bit, you know? And yeah, it's a little um, dangerous doing that with having kids and put myself on the line, but this is my town. This yep. is uh, what I, I, I want to live to live in, live on this uh, paradise, man, to live in the Harbor, have a boat behind my house with the water. I mean, this has been my dream as a kid and people are starting to say, well, that's just militaristic thing. No. That's been goals through my life that I've been able to achieve, you know, mm-hmm. like owning my first home back in uh, God, when I was 23, uh, be able to find a Rose, Rose Royce Phantom, to be able to buy my mom a house, to be able to buy this home, to be able to buy a boat, um, to be able to buy a, a Panamera. Once again, these are materialistic things, but these are things is when I was a kid that I really, really wanted. So I don't want to lose these things. Yep. And I want to make sure I fight for them. And fighting for the community is something that it was just, it was just bred in me because I'm a fighter. And I believe in doing the right thing with common sense and just uh, our children, you know, I, I defending the city to make sure our children can go to the parks and be safe. Homeless is a huge rise, huge rise. It's getting bigger and bigger in here. Yeah. And it's not just because of homeless that are here, but um, they're actually doing um, halfway homes where they're bringing people from out of state to Huntington Beach so they can get federal money to pay for their uh for them to get help and the guys end up messing up by using drugs or the, the money ends up going out and they have to get kicked out of the home or when they get kicked out of the home oh they're going to be on the streets here in Huntington Beach well these are the type of things that we need to fix Absolutely. and um after I stood down there for 10 hours and I came back and I thought about it I was like you know what maybe I could be an officer 
I went and did the Martha McCallan show on yeah. Fox and uh, I got about 30, actually by more than that, probably like 40 text messages from my friends who are officers and like, you don't know. You don't want to do that because you can't do anything at all. You got to be told what the sergeant tells you and uh, you got to listen and you yeah. got to follow the protocol and you, you put yourself at danger, you put your uh, partner in danger, you put your family in danger. So I, I, that would be a good thing. A right different now. route, yeah. Yeah, so I, I thought, you know, instead of doing that, let's, um, let's make a difference, you know. Uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson, I think uh, the week before that, and he said something to our president, like, where are you right now? And for me, standing downtown, it made me think about, I was like, Dwayne, where are where you? Are you, you dude? City? Yep. Yeah, where are you? And there was never no, no, nothing back from him. But once again, it gave me that, that, that courage to think about what can I do for my city? Uh, one of my other friends, uh, Sean Whalen, that lives in Utah. Yeah. And he came out and he says, yeah, all you celebrities out there, you guys talk so much. He goes, why don't you guys do something good for your city? Well, that sparked an idea in my mind. I was like, I could do this Let's right go. now. I mean, I, I, I'm good with people. You know, I, I could speak well. I, I'm educated on, on what's around here in Huntington and how bad it's gotten over the last 20 years. And yep. I need to change this and I could be the, the voice to help change it. And you know, I'm, I'm not a politician. Uh, I'm not a career politician. But I know right from wrong. I know what to do, the honest thing, the respectful thing for our community, how to build, help build the community, how to help uh, take care of this homeless situation, and no high-density building. I mean, there's a lot of issues that I've been learning over the last uh, three months that I never imagined that I'd be learning. But uh, it's great because it feels like I'm in college again, man. This totally. Is, this has been a ride. And the support that I've got from the Huntington Beach community has been amazing. Of course, on the other side, you got guys trying to bring things – uh, bring me down by just talking smack that's old stuff that happened a long time ago sure. and that's fine i'm an open book and you know i have an answer for all of it and um like i say man i'm a truth man i try to do the right thing for the future of my children and the future of my community so that's it. me stepping up a city council member i can make a help make a decision uh for our city because there's so many patriots that are and um people here in huntington that don't have a voice well now they have a voice that's right with me um and I've been meeting with uh, business owners, small business owners that are here in Huntington, um, and just a lot of the um, residents that live here in Huntington doing a lot of door knocking. And they love they love my, my ideas. They love my speech. They like the way where I came from, you know, and they understand that I, I, I do come from the streets, you yep. know, but I do come to, from the business side of it. You know, I, I made a business of myself, Tito Ortiz, the brand. Yeah. I'm um, having my um, clothing company, Punishment Athletics, uh, my management company, Primetime 360. You know, I was in the used car business, but I had to get out of that because it was too shady for me. I couldn't do it anymore. And I walked away from that. And we made a lot of great money doing that. But um, I think now using my name for the right reasons for this city is uh, my number one. That's and, a big you know, deal, man. And you got to understand, being a city council member, you only get paid 2400 or 20, 1200 bucks a month. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not doing this for the money. Yeah, no I'm doubt. I'm not doing this for the attention. You know, I've been on TV over the last 23 years. Yeah. And this is just for my city He's and for my kids. doing the right thing. I, is doing yes, the right thing, man. And that's so cool, man. That's so much respect on that, dude. And honestly, um, you know, anybody that I think will will think from a logical standpoint will look at you and and because you haven't been, you're not the, you know, you're not Newsom who's been raised with this little golden slick back hair and Auntie Nancy taking care of everything and raised and groomed to be this politician kind of deal. You're a real dude. You're a real exactly. guy with real experience, ups no, and downs. No special interest, man. No right. special interest to yep. me. I mean, and then bigger companies that are here, they've came to me and they're like, yeah. yeah, we'll push a bunch of money behind you. I'm like, listen, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it, but you're not getting nothing extra from me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do the right thing, the honest thing, because when I go to bed at night, uh, I got to be respectful and That's have it. integrity for myself. That's and it. once again, it goes back to that car business. You know, the first year we did 500 grand, the second year we did 800 grand, the third year we're on our way to do a million. And I pulled out of it because- yeah. 
I can't have my name around something that's going to uh, diminish my name or, you know, uh, yep. tarnish my name at all. I mean, it's important. You know, when I worked for Donald Trump back in 2008 on The Celebrity Apprentice, yeah. he goes, uh, he has two things for the rest of his life, and that's his word and that's his name. Don't tarnish your name for anything and that's always it. keep your word. And um, I've, I've kept that to my, my values, and I teach my kids these values, and it's Bingo. super, super important because it's your character. That's it. It's, 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 it's what you got to live with and what you got to sleep with, and um uh, I'm happy at where I am right now. And you, and you said the key thing too, man. It's you're teaching your kids not just you're not just teaching them, you're not just yapping at them these values, dude. You're living it. And and you know one of the things that I say over and over and over, especially to our parents here or whoever it man, kids do what you do before they do what you say. Right, leading exactly. by example, man, and that there is no other way to do it. So I appreciate men like you, especially as dads that are willing to to stand by what they believe and dude and stepping into the gap, dude. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny you just say that right now. So we're in my bedroom, right, bedroom right now, yeah. right next to my bed. I'm gonna get to show you something. And it's every morning I wake up and I always see this sign every single time. Every father should remember that one day son will follow his example, not his advice. Dude, nailed it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. This, this is next to my yes. bed. I mean, this is what I, I see it. every day. And I got to wake up and I got to I gotta look at it and I got to make sure I'm doing this right. Decisions. Yeah, man. Future my children. It's really, 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 really important. Super important because my, I, people can understand, I was a, a kid who grew up without a father. Yeah. You know, my father yep. uh, pretty much just skipped out when I turned seven, started using drugs, and I just didn't care what I did, how I did it, when I yeah. did it, and I got to do everything whenever I wanted to. So as I grow up, I had to learn to be responsible. I had to learn to be uh, to sacrifice time of, of what was more important in life. And, yep. um, you know, I can fast forward this to 2013 with my twin boys. And um, I was in love like no other with uh, Jenna Jameson. And yep. I had kids with her. And um, come to realize I couldn't fix my mom. <laughs> and that's yeah. weird because just a factor that Jenna had a drug problem. And yeah. I tried to yeah. fix her. And I, yeah. I couldn't do it. And I was selling myself short. I was just losing myself. I was losing my name. I was losing my reputation and it was all for love. And mm -hmm. um, a good thing I got, I got two beautiful kids out of the deal. You know, um, she hasn't been around in over seven and a half years. Uh, I've been with my girlfriend now, Amber, for seven years, uh, two months. And she's a wonderful woman. That's she's awesome. She's the mother to my children, man. Yep. And, you know, they call her Amber, but around their friends, they call her mom and they don't miss a mother figure. You know, That's it's, awesome. it's really hard for me, I think in the beginning when I first started, because I wasn't really sure what was going to happen for my future. Yeah. But if I made the right decisions and not be selfish and not think about my love, but think about my children's future, I made the same decision my mother made. And it was the hardest decision in the world. And once I did it, I was thankful of it because now life's normal. You know, yeah. I got out of that toxic uh, fishbowl and I look back there, I'm like, huh, I don't want to go back there. For no sure, way. man. For sure. Yeah, and, and now, and now it's, life's normal. I live a normal life. You know, we don't have nannies in the house. We don't have maids. We don't have all this baloney that's, you know, I think lazy people have. Uh, I have, I, I work hard. My kids work hard. You know, um, my girlfriend Amber works hard and makes sure the house is in order. The boys know how to clean up themselves. You know, they do that's chores. It. They don't have an iPhone. They don't have a uh, uh, um iPad. Mm -hmm. They do get to play Xbox, but they have to earn it, earn it. by making sure they wash dishes, uh, taking out the trash, right. picking up after themselves, cleaning their litter box. Yep. I mean, Dude. I make sure I give them goals that they got to achieve these things before they can get it. You know, right. my, my my son, both of them have uh, straight A's right now, and it's super easy for them. They're in gate classes, but yep. this Zoom stuff where they're only doing three periods a day is. I'm just like, please, totally, please get our kids back to school because you guys are just tarnishing their futures. It's a mess. Bad right now. Yeah, it's a mess. But they, they got straight A's, and one of my sons like, Dad, can I bleach my hair now? He said, he said, when I get straight A's, you can bleach, I can bleach my hair. I said, 
you're right, son. And I got to keep my word. That's right. And I always keep my word. Yep. So let's do it. So yesterday I got, I did it for him and he was so stoked. That's awesome, man. And today he's like, oh, I got the word. It's clear. But it's like, yeah, nice <laughs> it's just too funny. Bad boy Once again, you got to give him goals. Yeah, you got to give him yeah. something to drive for. Brother, you know, and, and so first things first, so our schools are the schools that we're wide open, dude, we're wide open. There's no masks. There's no BS. We're wide open because I'm not going to have, I'm not going to let the state tell me any other way. Right. So that's what we've got. We've got a thriving community of young people that I are need here. You down here, man. Dude, I'm Jeez. telling you, we're, we're putting, we're putting multiple campuses here in California, man, doing the right thing. Um, so, I mean, we're wide open. Everything is, everything is rocking and rolling. And I love what you're talking about, man. You, you would be surprised how many, you know, I'm in the, in the education game, which means I'm in the pouring into the youth game, which which also means inherently I'm pouring into the parents, right? And so right. even after we're done here, I've got a meeting with parents and it's literally just helping all of these other uh, parents with their businesses, with their parenting, with whatever it is that they need help on because I know that trickles down into what impacts you know the kids that we have here on campus, right? And so 100%. you'd be surprised, man, how many folks have gotten away from asking their kids to take on responsibility. Dude, the kids want to take on responsibility. They will gravitate towards that. And yes. you'd be surprised how many people, you know, I tell the story all the time. My my girls, I have three kids. I've got uh, uh, two girls that are nine and seven. And I got a little man that's uh, four and a half. And um, my girls, you know, for the longest time, are like, Daddy, we want we want a pony. You know what I mean? It was the classic, we want ponies, right? And, and that whole right. deal. And I was like, that's awesome, man. So how are you going to buy yourself some ponies? Because those are expensive, <laughs> right? I'll tell you what, you figure out a way to buy yourself some ponies, Dad's going to make sure that you have a place to put some ponies. So part of what we do here is every kid has a business. They either start one every year or they take it into perpetuity. So these kids are making some real cash. And nice. my girls, man, saved up everything from their birthdays. They worked their butts off with multiple businesses at these young age. And they came to me about a year ago and they said, Dad, we got money to buy ponies. We got money to take care of ponies. So I had to pony up and make sure we had a place to put them. So long story short, man, we got two horses <laughs> and oh, wow. but that they Good bought job, and dude, and they're out there like they're out there every morning. They set their alarm extra early. So they go out, yeah. muck the stalls, feed the horses, like doing the, doing the hard work. Cause they know that, you know, the responsibility matters, man. Freedom comes with that responsibility. 100%. And this is what I mean, that you get right on the point. I mean, it starts at home. Yes, it sir. Start at home with the parents. The parents got to yeah. be there and, you know, um, I, I think I learned it and I changed the game because my father wasn't there. My mom stepped up. And yep. by the time I was 25, she wrote me, you know, like a 10 page letter explaining everything what was going on and what happened. And I had to go to my father and I had to ask him and because I was living in nightmares and he couldn't he couldn't pony up to it. He couldn't really yeah. be. He didn't say sorry or nothing. And I, I just uh, said, OK, I said my piece. Yep. But at the end of the day, like you say, man, it starts at home. Yes, Every sir. parent out there, it's not easy being a parent. It is. It's hard right. as hell to be a parent. And to be a parent that's uh, has structure for your child is very, very hard mm -hmm. because it's so easy to say, all right, you don't have to worry about it. Or it's easy to say, no. Well, why are you saying no? I mean, I, I like to explain to my child right. why I'm saying no. I right. want to give them the pros and the cons of what their decisions are. Yep. And it's important because when they get older and they make these same type of decisions, they know right from wrong. Yes, sir. And I think that's what it is. It's really important. You know, just uh, two days ago, um, I watched my sons uh, start their program or their Zoom class stuff. And I was like, you guys don't do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore? He's like, oh, no. I go, why don't you take, take the initiative to ask the teacher? Well, the next day they asked the teacher and the teacher's like, I was waiting for someone to say that. And I was expecting it from you too, Journey. I thought you'd come up <laughs> and you'd say it. So every day now they do the Pledge of Allegiance on Zoom and that's just showing patriot, patriotism to our country. And it's important because it's being lost, uh, it's being on, sold out. And we finally have a president that is stepping up yep. and uh, fighting for the people. Good and on I, you, man. Like I say, I, 
I get a lot of a lot of uh, flack from it in the beginning in 2016. I mean, went from like 70% of people that didn't like me uh, on my social media to all of a sudden now 2020 of 80% of the people uh, loving me. And you got those haters, but still those haters are like, give me a reason. That's and it. I can't give him a reason. The reasons are is because he's racist. That's, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Um, but it, but I understand that a lot is being hijacked by the left right now. And uh, it, it's just one of those things that I think the Americans here need to really come together yeah, um, and stop letting the socialism try to come in because it is, they're, they're doing it. And this is literally a Marcus uh, manifold that they're, they're using, man. It's, it's no crazy doubt. how they're doing it and being able to get away with it and not breaking the law. But um, no doubt. Well, I mean, dude, and if you're not, if you, the reason these guys are speaking up against you is because you're taking a stand against them. So, I mean, you need those haters because yeah. it just proves you're, you're doing what you need to do, man. So it's a right. good thing. You know, Whalen, Whalen says lion's not sheep, right? That's his whole, exactly. right? It's that exactly. man. And you're being that lion and, and the lion's always going to have somebody that's, that's running their mouth against it. So yeah, I know I did so much respect on that. So how, how can we best support you continue to get the word out? Obviously we're going to blast, you know, we'll do our job to, to blast all of this and, but how else can we support you and, and uh, your campaign and, and everything that you're doing, man? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I think it first starts at uh, Tito for HBCC.com. Mm -hmm. If anybody could donate, I mean, yep. a dollar to the max is only 600. So a dollar to 600, whatever anybody can afford or just yep. spread the word. Yep. And, uh, you know, my social media is Tito for our Tito HB 9999, which is 1999. Yep. Tito Ortiz 1999. And you literally got punched that in exactly because you won't find me. And even if you punch that whole thing, I'm probably like number eight down the list. Yeah. So I'm being shadow banned. Uh, people don't like the truth. That's and it. you know, it's one thing that the left controls right now is media, Hollywood and academia. So it's one of those things Dude. that you, it, it is mind blown. And they're very afraid because what's gonna be coming out here by the end of this year to next year is uh, a lot of disgusting vicious animals that need to be dealt with and yeah. um pedophilia is one of those things that yeah. i do not condone i mean i'm i will be vicious as possibly can be torturing right. wise and i was uh, something went online uh, just a couple of days ago um that some guy cut a little part and i was talking about pedophilia about they should we should hang them and line them up and burn them all this is my opinion. This is what I believe. And people say, well, you shouldn't be talking like that. You're a politician now. I go, no, I'm not. I'm a father that cares about my kids. And if that. anybody does the, the sex trafficking that. or take advantage of children, that's disgusting. Right here in California, we, they try, or they passed the law, 145, which yep. you can have sex with a, a minor. 10-year gap. 10-year age, age gap. What are mm. these people mm. thinking? And once, so then I started doing my, I mean, I've been doing my research since this whole COVID thing came about. And when they found Wiener's laptop, well, now they're trying to make sure that when all these people go down, they're all misdemeanors. Yeah. Right, and it's right, right, wrong. Right. It is completely wrong. Yep. And people got to understand that, man. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. Let's just do the right thing as Americans. Let's do the let's human just, being just, thing. I mean, as a human being, exactly. Yeah, and it's man. really, really important because there goes over 800,000 kids a year go missing in the United States. Unreal, unreal, dude. You see, there's so many of these clips going on on, on uh, social media too, where you see these dudes are like getting brazen, dude, broad daylight, going into the restaurant, right, and grabbing him. Luckily, that dude had a little bit of a jits background and like grabs the guy, right, and puts him in a rear naked yeah. and just kind of holds him there. There was another one I just saw today, and the guy did not know how to defend himself, and there was nobody else around, man. And they got, I mean, literally just trying to rip the kid out of his hands. I mean, there is, I'm with you, man. If there is a pit bull that gets loose on the street and it harms a kid, what do we do to the dog? We put it down. Put it down. That's it, yes. brother. And, and I'm sorry, but especially as a dad, that 
they go they get put down I know, and, 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 and it's funny because on, on uh, Facebook, I got attacked from people seeing that post and they said, oh, you said the N-word and hang the No, Dude. that's false. Yeah. You, you guys, guys the, the context was completely out of text. Yeah, twisted. You got to look back and see where how it all started and what twisted. I was talking about because at that point, I, I started seeing the stuff that was Epstein Island, who's on, who yep. was on the flight logs and things like that. Yep. There's some people, serious people that are going to be going down. Right. So for them to pass the 145 bill, I, I think that's why they passed it was to make sure they protect those people that are there. And it's disgusting. You know, my, my girlfriend, Amber, she uh, works with uh, uh, save our children initiative and yeah. the information she gives me, I'm just like, it blows my mind. I mean, as a parent, I, it infuriates me. I'm just like, man, yeah. how can these vicious monsters get away with the things they do to children? I, I just, yeah, yeah I mean, no it's a doubt, crime man. against humanity, man. Literally. No and doubt. Yeah. We had a uh, Basel boss. We were chatting with him and his whole group, ARC, um, you know, for the recovery of children. It's a bunch of these old CIA dudes that are, that are teaching the general public too how to go in, in a covert fashion and actually rescue, you know, these kids. So we're going to get them out here to campus and, and bring as many people as we can into the community and, um, just let people know what they can, what they can actually do, taking action steps, man, to, to start to eradicate, you know, all of this garbage. And it's crazy how much, you know, you mentioned you being shadow banned and it's just crazy how much that's actually people that are stepping in the gap and speaking truth, man, how much that's happening. Right. And I worked with, uh, with Dennis and, and all those guys, Prager, we put out the, and Adam Carolla, right? We put out the No Safe Spaces film um, right. last year about all that. And as soon as we just advertised on on our own campus, like Instagram and Facebook, that we were going to have an event where we were going to show the film. Ruben was going to come out and hang out for a little bit and chat with our kiddos. It, it was immediately banned. All we did was say we we're having an event. Um, and it was shut down, right? Immediately. Anybody that's trying to talk about anything that's logical, you know, is all of a sudden it's this right wing fascist, you know, uh, crazy. What it's I, did, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, the respectful, the honest thing to do, uh, and they just don't like it. And it shows how deep the stuff is really, yeah, how, man. how deep no it really, doubt. really is. Cause it is deep. And they talk about deep state. It's true. It's People true. say conspiracy theory, bullshit. There's yep. too many coincidences, man. Right, way man. too many coincidences, too many things that are falling in place. And like I said, Donald Trump is the first president to step up and put $150 million to uh, help stop children trafficking. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he got another grant for another $100 million to do this. He's setting up. He's going to knock down shop. All these guys are going to be taken down, yeah. and I can't wait. Yep. And I'm going to say, I told you so. This COVID-19 uh, pandemic is a pandemic, and they're already pulling their CECs, already pulling their numbers back. Um, yes, it is a virus, but it's just like the common flu, maybe a little bit on steroids. Uh, I think I had it in March, and you know, I did the Z pack with zinc, and it knocked it out in three oh, days. Good. And I didn't get Amber sick. I didn't get my kids sick. Uh, I just got it. But yeah. I think it, it is really a population control of uh, getting the people who are on, uh, you know, um, a lot older from 65 and older who are retired, you know, who come for Social Security to take that down. And it's vicious to think that way. That's exactly what it is. As you see, all the people that are dying, most of the people that are dying are over 65 yeah. and have pre-existing health um, exactly. problems. And exactly. And nobody's talking again, about this. This is my opinion. I don't yeah. want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. It's, it is the truth. And um, I, I, the reason I say this, because I have doctors who are MDs that told me exactly the same thing. They're like, Tito, man, you understand, just stay healthy and you'll be fine. That's it. Everybody's going to fight. You'll be able to fight it. You know, all of a sudden the numbers went from 187,000 people dead to now 9,700 people that died of COVID. The rest are three or more pre-existing uh, uh, problems. Yeah. And yeah. I just, it pisses me off because it shut down our country and it was doing so great. I mean, the economy was just through the roof. 
unemployment as a record low for Mexicans, for blacks, for Americans. I mean, everybody. And they just really was willing to sacrifice everything to make sure Trump didn't get it the second time. And I'm telling you, I think this is going to be like by landslide because people are finally opening their eyes. They're sick of being bullied. They're sick of being told what to do. And there is people on the left that really accept uh, the muscles that they put on with the mask. If yeah. I can't do it, yeah, um, I know. my kids, I don't let my kids do it. Amber doesn't do it. Yep. You know, we just, as a family, we don't, we don't make it happen, man. We yep. just, we got to make sure if, if we feel sick, we'll stay home. Yep. You know, if you got a mask on, you're safe. Cool. Yep. All set. Don't, don't take oxygen for my children's lungs. Cause that's their biggest growth right now is from, you know, six to 15, they're going to grow hugely. I want to make sure that they grow the right way with uh, full red blood cells, white blood cells right. as strong as possible. That's so right. the immune system is abused as much as possible. Yep. So, you know, we, we abide and we uh, complied with the first six weeks. Then after that, I was like, boys, get out of the house and go Let's play in the go. water. Let's go. Right. Go, go in the sun. Yep. And I, I, we haven't had any problems uh, since June 6th. I've shaken every person's hand that came up to me and taken pictures with. Oh, yeah thousands of people yep, yep. and i've never been, I've been sick. that's it man um, no so I'm, I, dude i'm I intentionally just, trying to hug everybody i don't care i just want to make you feel, me too like I, let's I go show either do so make them feel, feel uncomfortable that's it dude yeah. that's exactly uh, it that's exactly and it. Then you need to, and I, I just refuse to comply after yeah. the they said a six or 15 day incubation period cool, cool well man. that was eight months ago <laughs> yeah nine so, months ago so I we're, mean, all, it's been so a long we're time. all set yeah, dude, yeah, I'm can, with can you. We can't November 3rd get here any quicker. Refuse, I refuse to play pretend, man. If the whole world decides everybody's got to believe in Santa Claus, I'm not going along with that either, man. It just is what yeah, it is, right? No. I'm not going to play pretend. Dude, so much so much respect for you, brother. And, and um, you know, again, I want to support you. want to support you in, in all of this in any way that we you know we possibly can. What's One more time on the on the website for you. It's uh, Tito4HB.com. So T-I-T-O-F-O-R-H-B.com. Beautiful. And of course, my social media is uh, Tito Ortiz, 1999, 1999, Tito Ortiz, 1999. On Twitter, is just Tito Ortiz. Facebook is just Tito Ortiz. And, you know, I want to make honey to be safe again. You know, we were there in 93, 94, 95, the safest city of America. Right now, we're 50th in our uh, state. And uh, we got a lot of work to do. You know, it, it's really, really important. And I just want to do the right thing. The yeah. honest thing, you know, common sense and values and uh, bring a nuclear family back into our, our homes. And I think it's really, really important. I love it, man. I, I, dude, I wish I could sit. Huh? Oh, oh, HB. Oh, yeah, it is. Tito for HBCC.com. There, got a, guy, hey, got a good like, woman okay. back there taking care of you, yeah. dude. That's a, <laughs> behind every good man, there's a great woman. That's so. exactly right, sir. Could not agree more. So she did correct me. It's uh, Tito for HBCC.com. <laughs> Tito for HBCC.com. That's awesome, man. No, a good woman taking care of Brother, I wish I knew more more men like you. Um, and I appreciate you standing in the gap, dude. Full full support here uh, a million times over, brother. So thank you for, for everything you're doing. Thank you for being one of the men that does stand in the, in the gap and, and um, you know, bringing logic back to this world that has absolutely lost his dang mind. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, united we're strong, divided we fall, and we can't be divided anymore, man. This is important. It's a true story. You know, I back the PD, black to blue, you know, our fire department, first responders. It's just they've given so much for us, man. Now it's time to give back, and I can't see why people are just uh, – believe in what the left's trying to tell them you know this is this communist country they're trying to bring into our country is wrong and you know november 3rd i think uh life will go back to normal about a week after that so i can't wait cross my fingers need to protect my protect my family and uh 
do what I need to do to protect my city and yeah. uh, step into the city council member. Uh, I'm going to win it. And I'm not going to win it by just no a little by landslide like Trump will. I have no doubt, man. And you got our full support, brother. So thankful, Thank man. Thank you, sir. There you go, man. Mr. Tito Ortiz, living legend. So check him out. His IG, I want to make sure we're clear on that. It's Tito Ortiz. 1999. The guy has more uh, knockoff handles of anybody I know. So um, check him out on IG there, but check out the campaign. And uh, if you're so inclined, reach out to uh, to lend a helping hand. Got to uh, be impressed by somebody with uh, those kind of ideals and willing to push some things forward. So, and thank you again for listening. We will check you guys next time on the Essential 11.